I found an altitude I was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You know, I found a way to, to do what I like to do and avoid some of the parts of it that I was uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. What were you uncomfortable with? Well, I mean, if you look at me, right, physically, you know, now, I'm like 40 pounds heavier than I was when I did Chappelle's show. And people are like, how did you gain all that weight? By resting and eating it and paying attention to myself. I have actual relationships with my kids. I've been all over the country touring all my life, but I never saw anything. Now I've seen everything. I, I could talk to people. I could. I had time to stop if someone said they liked me. It wasn't like I'd brush past them. Like I don't want to hear it. I had time to stop. Like you do. You know what I mean? It's like it was just like the way that I engaged the world was different. I just hope that all of you guys transcend whatever you see as your obstacles, and that you live outstanding lives, and that you stay connected to your communities because you have so much power there and that you grow your communities and you diversify your communities and that you don't let anybody, anybody, tell you you can't or to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid because you can't be brave or courageous without fear. The idea of being courageous is that even though you're scared, you just do the right thing anyway. So in 2004, I walked away from $50 million and in November, I made a deal for $60 million. So, although I am not the most famous comedian of my time, I would like to know what their great-grandfathers did. I'm, I'm very proud today. Thank you very much. I watched one of these nature shows one time, and they were talking about how a bushman finds water when it's scarce. And they do what's called a salt trap. I, I, I didn't know this. Apparently, baboons love salt. Okay. So they put a lump of salt in a hole, and they wait for the baboon. The baboon comes, sticks his hand in the hole, grabs the salt. Salt makes his hand bigger, and he's trapped. He can't get his hand out. Baboon doesn't want to let go of the salt. Then the bushman just comes, takes the baboon, throws him in the cage, and gives him all the salt he wants. And then the baboon gets thirsty. The bushman lets him out of the cage. The first place the baboon runs to is water. Bushman follows him, and they both drink to their fill. And in that analogy, I felt like the baboon. But I was smart enough to let go of the salt. Everything changed that bad children. Mm -hmm. I, took it, I took my professional life more seriously. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think just as a dude, I had more depth after I had kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have this thing where I, like my self-esteem to work anymore. I don't know what that means. When you're young, you know, you, you know that you're only as good as your last show and all that stuff. And so you know, you'll meet comics who'll do a bad show and then feel bad about themselves. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, for me, the beauty is in the attempt. The beauty is in like that that long walk to the stage, to the microphone. I can't explain it, but that's what it is. Like, you know, the eye contact. I, you know, one time I did a show, and my kids were there, and I was getting heckled and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. And I remember I looked at my son. He was standing on the side of the stage, and he's looking at all this chaos. And I go, son, they'll never break me. 
and he, we both started laughing. It was chaos out there. Uh -huh. We both started laughing, but that's kind of what it is. It's just uh -huh. like, it's fun. You have no idea what I put this woman through. <laughs> if you had just given birth to me, that would have been more than enough. But the fact that she raised me and raised me well, we had a real oral tradition in our house. I knew the word griot when I was a little boy. A griot was a person in Africa who was charged with keeping the stories of the village. Everyone would tell a griot the stories and they would remember them all so that they could tell future generations. And when they got old, they'd tell them to someone else. And they say in Africa, when a griot dies, it's like a library was burnt down. And my mother used to tell me, before I ever thought about doing comedy, she said, you should be a griot. And she'd fill me with every story of black life. You know, she's educated in African-American studies. And she would let me understand the context that I was being raised in. That I'm being raised in a hostile environment that I have to tame. By the time I was 14 years old, I was in nightclubs, mastering an adult world. It was terrifying. Crack epidemic was going on, and my mother would hear gunshots outside and be scared to death. Maybe it's my son. But early in my career... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you remember, Mom, you used to sit in the club with me. She'd do a full day of work. You'd be back there falling asleep just waiting for me to go on. She would watch my show every night. Do you know how long that car ride is home? How many of you have ever heard your mother say, jokes were a little too much tonight, son? I was a soft kid. I was sensitive, I'd cry easy, and I would be scared to fist fight. And my mother used to tell me this thing, I don't even know if you remember, but you said this to me more than once. You said, son, sometimes you have to be a lion so you can be the lamb you really are. I talk this like a lion. I'm not afraid of any of you when it comes word to word. I will gab with the best of them just so I can chill and be me. And that's why I love my art form, because I understand every practitioner of it, whether I agree with them or not, I know where they're coming from. They want to be heard, they got something to say, there's something they notice, they just want to be understood. Love this genre, it saved my life. I forgot the, the hostility of the environment of show business. It's a, you know, it's not a, a docile environment, it's a challenging environment. Yes. You know, and there's some quote that someone had told me that says, success takes you where character cannot sustain you. Wow. I, yeah, I don't care who you think you are or how you think you do it, you cannot imagine what celebrities go through as far as how your integrity and your self-image and all these things Okay, this challenged. is a... And you know, uh, I was going to stop doing stand-up for a while because four comedy specials in a year is like, that's a lot, you know. But, I, you know, shout out to my colleagues in comedy. Uh, I just want I just want to say that, in, in a way, this, for me, belongs to my mother primarily, who was an African-American studies professor. And uh, a lot of the content that I 
you know, that I say, she, you know, she raised me well. I'm not, I'm not an uninformed person. Uh, but also, you know, my colleagues in comedy, like comedians have been getting beat up pretty bad recently, and, and we're somehow nowadays expected to speak with the precision of attorneys or politicians. We are not. I always think of James Baldwin. You know, James Baldwin was one of my favorite writers because he managed to tell white people what they feel like to be around. So I ain't gonna hang up my gloves yet. I think I got one more special in me. So to quote Baldwin, God gave Noah the rainbow sign. It's no more water, it's the fire next time. Thank you very much. There's a, there's a Matt Groening quote. Matt Groening that created The Simpsons has this famous quote where he says that the world is filled with people who are dying to be offended by something. But what the world has now is an internet for those people to voice their offense. So they can make something out of nothing. They can spin your work and make something that's beautiful look like it's ugly and vice versa. It's like I say in my special, this is the age of spin. So, so everyone is becoming a spin doctor of sorts. Now, granted, comedians make mistakes. It's part of the job, you know, and, and some mistakes are for easily forgivable. Some are wildly more extreme. But the idea is that we want a society where we are, we are late, allowed to make mistakes. We're able to voice our opinions and, and change our opinions. I just want you guys to remember, you know, that right now there's this thing where, where ethics aren't what they used to be. This idea that people are trying to replace the ideas of good and bad with better or worse. And that is incorrect. You got to keep your ethics intact because... Uh, Good and bad is a compass that helps you find the way. And a person that only does what's better or worse is the easiest type of person to control. They are a mouse in a maze that just finds the cheese. But the one who knows about good and bad will realize that he's in a maze. Miles Davis said so much cool shit. He said, it took me years to learn how to play like myself. You know, he would watch other musicians and he would try to play like Dizzy or Bird, or all the guys who were great. Tony Woods was my Dizzy and Bird if I was a Miles. I was trying to play like you. You were the first person I ever saw do it absolutely right. You were fearless and you told the truth. There's something so true about this genre. When done correctly, this is the truth and you are obstructing it. I'm not talking about the content. I'm talking about the art form.